Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care Package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, taped live at Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, and of course available wherever podcasts can be found. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It goes a long way towards helping Going In Raw grow tonight's a tonight's aew dynamite larson saw a vicious bloody world title fight a separate vicious bloody bloody beatdown, and the aew debut of eric bischoff but i'm back before Better we than never before we get into to all that stuff all wrong. uh orange cassidy's totally gonna be chris jericho next week uh-huh yeah that's gonna happen yeah he is yeah he is yeah totally totally is yeah, totally sub for him to win. So hey, that, uh, Jericho gets the pay per view win. Cassidy gets the win on on free cable television. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where uh, I think Jericho number one. I think everybody over there really likes Orange Cassidy. I think Jericho really likes Orange Cassidy. Um, and I think when you hear all the stories about that Jericho has told over the years through his book or his podcast or whatever, it's obvious the guy really took to heart. The kind of stuff that tonight's special guest Eric Bischoff put him through in terms of establishing that there is a ceiling that nobody could break through that ceiling. And Jericho was one of those guys who he was so frustrated he couldn't get through that ceiling. He ended up jumping ship and went to WWF Mm -hmm. and, of course, had Mm -hmm. a legendary career after that. Um, And so it's obvious that those are lessons from his life that he has taken to heart. And he doesn't want to be that same thing 
that existed back in the day where you couldn't get past a certain part. And so he's doing his part to scout this talent, say, okay, this is a guy who I want to take to the next level. And the great thing about it that, that we especially saw tonight and we've seen over the course of this Jericho Orange Cassidy feud is when a lot of people say, hey, is Orange Cassidy just this gimmick where he's a guy who doesn't say anything? What more can we get out of him? Especially tonight, we saw a lot more out of Orange Cassidy in that debate. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall, I mean, this entire episode, I felt like apart from maybe one match, advanced quite a few stories. Um, the opening bout uh, alone, you got the, the, the Dax injury. Which, uh, which led to Cash, his partner, going backstage with him, but also Hangman Page taking him out of the bout for a, a prolonged stretch. Uh, maybe uh, down the line that could further tensions between himself and the rest of the elite. Um, you got Mox actually dropping a really good promo tonight. I thought that was really good because it was personal. Mm-hmm. It felt heartfelt, mm-hmm. genuine. Mm-hmm. Like he really likes Darby Allen, mm-hmm. And he related it to his own experiences. And it and, and and his promo played out in the ring as well. Like it was some yes. foreshadowing there yes. for that match. You had a really good match between best friends at XLAX that seems to be uh, pushing XLAX in a more aggressive direction. I like that. The MJF stuff in the campaign headquarters was fine. I like the Matt Hardy thing, the beatdown at the end, the table spot, all the blood. Apparently that was hard way according to Fightful Select. Um uh, really, the, the the match that left the least impression on me was uh, Matt Cardona's in-ring debut in AEW. It wasn't a bad match. It was fine. The it best was, part of it was Scorpio Sky confronting Cody in the tunnel. Yeah, it's a, a TNT title shot. That that was I had a lot of problems with that particular match. To be honest with you, there's no way. There's not. A, there's no way those guys should be taking that kind of offense off of a guy. A couple of guys like Reynolds and Silver. They're a good tag team though. That was really silly. Like you know what you know what we, I, we probably said the same exact thing. I'm pretty sure I remember saying that when Alan Angels actually pushed Kitty past like a two minute match, and down the line it's played out where look Alan Angels here he showed us he could do this. Now that he's part of Dark Order, uh, he's actually grown a bit more successful. He won tonight. I think he won his last match even. Um, as long as it's it builds to a story down the line, it doesn't really bother me so much. You, you know you look at the power rankings. Not the official AEW power rankings, but power rankings in general. Cody's a champ. Matt Cardona's coming in from WWE. There should be a squash match. Kind of appreciate in a certain respect that it's not. Anyways, uh, the main event I thought was fantastic. Um, just top to bottom, pretty much a really fun episode of Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Uh, Want to give a shout out real quick to some new patrons we have. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, Blake Roberts. Joey Parisi, uh, Ryan Creech, Sean O'Callaghan, Jordan Snipes, and Egan, oh, Seth Eggenberg. Uh, thank you very much for your support. Uh, you'll get access to Friendo Club TV, which is our bonus content. Today, uh, we're still chipping away, trying to get that first doubles win in uh in 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 rocket league man i'm so yeah. i'm so happy that you're tuned into rocket league now in this journey that we're on together i really like that game i like that game a lot it's a lot of fun i know it's it a lot fun. of fun tomorrow i'm very excited to unveil this tomorrow uh you and i go head to head i have uh all no yeah the the 1990s all-star team all decade team yeah. all decade 1990s in nba 2k 20 you represent uh the all uh aughts mm-hmm. nba team 
Oh man, it's a ferocious battle. I can't wait to do more NBA two K twenty stuff. I think I think we're we're going towards full on uh, building up our individual franchises, uh, competing franchise to franchise, building our own teams. We got to look into. We got to invite some friendos into that particular fantasy league. So uh, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. You can get yes. access to that at Friendo Club TV. Throwing us a, a Twitch sub. Uh, uh, throwing us a, a community, I'm sorry, YouTube channel membership, mm-hmm. or of course five dollars a month up on, on the Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Uh, before we get into the the recap, uh, our Lopez Ortiz here in chat says disappointed in how little time the women got tonight. Mention the cup at least, and that is uh, that has been a common criticism I've seen on social media. One I agree with. Uh, we got the the segment with Britt and Reba in her match against Swole. Uh, nary a mention that I can recall of the tag tournament. Um, uh, and that's kind of disappointing. You know, let's do a little recap package. Here, this is what you could see over on YouTube uh, during this tournament. I think would have benefited the tournament as a whole. Yeah, uh, Tay Conti had a pretty good showing against Nyla Rose. At least there was a bunch of Twitter clips that I saw because mm-hmm. I didn't watch it myself. But, uh, but yeah, it, it is kind of odd that they didn't. I mean, it was a pretty jam-packed uh, AEW, but... It is. It is one of those things. I, I do feel like AEW. They listen to criticism. Mm-hmm. They 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 absorb criticism pretty well, except when it comes to the women's division. It's one of those weird things that like they just cannot get this thing right, and uh, and I don't know what the deal with that is. But hopefully they keep on trying. I don't know either. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, let us know what you guys think. Uh, about this Jericho Orange Cassidy match. Let us know what your favorite sandwiches are in the comments below. We got a lot of great sandwich uh, recommendations, Larson, in the comments for today's news what brief was, episode. What was your favorite suggestion? I saw a couple of myself. Uh, I don't know. I was just super hungry because I'm like trying not to eat as much these days. So like, Yeah, no, I saw somebody mention a meatball sandwich. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds so good. None of it really seemed revolutionary. It all sounded good, though. Yeah, no, I want my mind blown by some sandwich I would never comprehend of you know <laughs> yeah like exactly. right here ryan hill i love a good reuben yeah reuben's good ha- have you ever uh have you ever watched that john favreau movie chef yeah it's a really good movie it is a good movie and it makes me want to eat everything on the oh, planet that, that that cuban sandwich he makes looks so yeah, good yeah i oh, know i mean i love myself a good cuban sandwich but man the way he, he makes film, it there looks He films it so lovingly, too. Oh, Anyways, man. so good. Let's hop right into this. The show kicked off with the Dark Order versus uh, we had the elite team of uh, Hangman, Kenny, the Bucks, and FTR. Correct. Uh, taking on, like I said, the Dark Order in 12 man action. Um, this was really fun. What happened early on? Because I missed the first two minutes, but oh. like as soon as I turned it on, Dax was being helped to the back. Okay, that's kind of like the first major story beat. There's back and forth. Actually, for the better part of the match, the Elite have the upper hand. So uh, uh, Dax is tagged in. He tags in cash right away. They set up for a backbreaker slash uh, t- second rope elbow combo. So mm. Dax is doing the backbreaker spot. But he's already like taking the knee kind of. So he's not going the full backbreaker upon impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Cash hits the elbow and Dax sells knee. Mm-hmm. Now, since the way it kind of played out afterwards with Hangman going backstage with him, story beat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because it took Paige out of the match for a good stretch. Yeah. And so for a while, the elite were operating at a, a 6-3 disadvantage. Right, yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
Uh, Matt Jackson, right before Hangman came back, goes on a, a pretty big tear. Uh, but Hangman, kind of like Kenny was just getting destroyed. Matt Jackson comes in, goes on a tear. Hangman's back, gets a hot tag, goes on a tear of his own. Oh, man. He just he takes out five of the six members of the Dark Order, except Bray Lee. The whole time, Bray Lee's just staring at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So after great. that, that was a moonsault to the outside. Uh, Hangman sends, I think it was Allen Eagles, right? It Correct. was five. Yeah, into Brody uh, to say, hey, tag him out. Let me come in. Or you come in. Uh, so he does. Uh, they have a face-off, a great trading of blows. Uh, uh, Hangman gets to the outside. Brody does a great suicide dive to the outside on Hangman. Uh, Colt Cabana uh, tags in, sort of drops Hangman on the ropes. Kenny comes in, gets double stomped by five. Hangman gets... Uh, a 450 by Stu Grayson. Uh, the super the Bucks go on a super kick party. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do like a super kick Snapdragon combo with Kenny, and then they're about to do the Buckshot uh, V Trigger combo, and uh, uh, Brody evades that. Kenny gets pulled out, and then Brody gives Hangman like that huge uh, clothesline oh, of his, man. and uh, and uh, gets the, the the win there. Yeah, it so, was a really uh, fun match, and you know you got the story beats of of Paige seemingly. Uh, more concerned about FTR than his uh, fellow elite members. Um, you got uh, Dark Order working strong together, mm-hmm. something we haven't always seen mm-hmm. um, since their inception and their debut. Um, it was a good night, even even in, even though they didn't win all their matches. It was a strong showing for Dark Order tonight, and uh, Brody Lee getting that pin over over Hangman Page is pretty cool. And you know um, that could be a match we see uh, at, at least on Dynamite, maybe it all out. Who knows? You know, somebody here in chat said, did I just say Alan Eagles? I, Chris Jericho, getting his name intentionally wrong so often during that one match, I literally don't remember what his name it's actually Alan Angels. is. Alan Angels. Alan Angels. Angels. Five. I'm not going to remember any of that. Alan Anyways, Angels. I knew that he was five, though, so that's good. Uh, so after that, the best friends pull up in Sue's van. Of course, that's Trent's mom. Uh, then we get a Denim Mox promo. Talking about struggling with demons of his Man, own. Man, I so thought this was really good. When he was young, uh, he used to want to do a bunch of crazy stuff. And his friends were like, no. And he was like, yes. And he was like, you know, I, I probably should have listened to them sometimes. Well, I like he mentioned, hey, they were like, hey, don't wrestle that guy. Don't do that, that death match. Don't do that thing. Yeah. Just tell him, you know, get lost. So he gives Darby a little bit of advice. Uh, basically, he says, when it's time to stay down, just stay down. But you're probably not going to listen because I wouldn't. Yeah, it's really I mean, he, he, this bit here where he's, he talks about uh, so he talks about now he's the guy, he, he that's the voice of reason. He's the one that's concerned for someone else's health because he knows that Darby won't stop till he can't move. Last time he wrestled, they he nearly broke his neck. It was that super paradigm shift spot off the top. And he says it weighs heavy on him because Darby is his favorite guy in AEW. Mm-hmm. He says for the title, I gotta do what I gotta do. Uh, after that, we had a uh, super cheesy MJF campaign headquarters staff meeting where he got mad at uh, Lee Johnson for hanging a poster there wrong. The, the best friends match was before that, wasn't it? Oh, my God. It's right here. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Uh, after that, we really had best fun. friends. It was a really fun match. Yeah, it was cool. I, I'm sort of tired of LAX gets eating these losses all well, day long. I, I wonder, based on what happens later, if this loss is going to unlock the more uh, aggressive, vicious aspect of their personality. And therefore there's <laughs> like Ortiz this, literally there's on reason that, for it on that finish. Ortiz just looked over it. He was like, God damn. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Cause this, this whole feud's over a van. Um, oh yeah. No, it's silly. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean, the match was fun enough. 
there is. I, I really love the uh, the part towards the finish when uh, X Lax were doing all those cool combo moves, oh, like uh, Ortiz like rolled Santana back into like a stunner thing. That was great. That was really cool. Uh, then they did that uh, kick to the head on Trent thing. They only got two on that. Uh, and then Trent, uh, so Chuck was up on the apron, sort of blasted Santana, who ended up like falling into Ortiz, right? And then Trent got like a roll up type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, they got the win there, uh, and then but that didn't it didn't really end there. No, it did not. It did not. But yeah, that next we had the MJF promo from the campaign headquarters. We meet some of his campaign staff. You mentioned Lee Johnson. Uh, what's that? Nina? Is that the woman's name there? Yeah, she's like the one bright spot out of this cheesy campaign stuff. She's actually pretty funny because she she, like, she talks crap and stuff. But I, I have no idea what this is even supposed to like. It's yeah, a presidential it's, campaign or something. Yeah, it's kind of I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really connect that well. Anyways, so uh, yeah, MJF goes into the campaign headquarters and says, hey, we're here making posters and pins and shipping them all across the world. He comes across a, a campaign poster that's put up on the wall. He doesn't like how it's up there and gives uh, Lee Johnson crap for not making sure it was level before he put it up. I do like the little bit of business that Lee Johnson was doing during this, though. He was removing the green either Skittles or uh, I guess it would be oh. Skittles. Out of a bowl of other Skittles, I'm assuming That's it was pretty Skittles. funny. Some pretty candy funny. of some sort. That was pretty funny. He looked so, over uh, it too, but I think he was in character. Yeah. So he he asked, he asked Nina MJF does how they're faring in the polls, and there's a graphic show on the TV there that says he's got 100 percent of the vote to Mox's minus 88 percent. He says. <laughs> you know what I really like about that? Huh. I'm pre- I, I know it's like a playoff of like political polls in general, but like the fact that they cave like WWE when they would kayfabe their polls and stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, says campaign won't slow down until the AEW championship is around his waist. And afterwards, someone asks him, well, what if Darby wins the title tonight? And MJF basically says, what, like I wouldn't want Darby Allen to be my opponent? Mm, he weighs like 125 pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a baby boy. Uh, after that, uh, Matt Hardy comes down. Matthew Hardy comes down. And he has a promo. And he's like, you know, I had these guys private party and I saw a lot of myself in them. Very young. Uh, and so I tried to guide them. I tried to give them advice. Say, listen. Mm-hmm. Said I also tried to help Sammy Guevara, but uh, he didn't take my advice. And meanwhile, Sammy is trying. He tries to do a sneak attack on Matthew Hardy. And uh, right before he uh, initiates that attack, Matthew Hardy says, Sammy Guevara, I knew you'd come. I thought that moment could have been stretched out a little bit longer. Uh, but he said, I knew you'd come. And so he turns around to confront Sammy. They go at it. And Sammy just blasts him with a chair and oh my god Matthew Hardy just starts just blood is everywhere oh it's great we need the, the lead up to it so they're brawling ringside and, and, and Hardy tosses him at the barricade a few times puts him through the timekeeper table sets up a table ringside tries to go for a twist of fate Sammy pushes him into the ring post and then uh, that's when Sammy puts him on the table goes up to the stage and does like a somersault senton off the stage the impact alone looked rough but that we threw the chair at him before he goes for the senton and again according to fifle select hardy got busted open hard way there just blood pouring out all over the place yeah the 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 yeah i mean that's the thing about a wound that big is that that i wonder the the one with mox during the title fight I, you think that was their heads colliding, or was that? Uh... I think that was from the. That's supposed to be from the title shot. When oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was belt. supposed to be from the title shot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, the the Hardy one that was so much blood. I'm like, that dude, if that was, it was if, fast too. If he gigged himself, I think is what they call it. 
Yeah. If he did that, the, he did something wrong because you're not supposed to have that much blood. It was pouring out. There's already a puddle of blood on the ground when they cut up, cut to him. That was horrible. Yeah. It was a great visual though, in terms of of making Sammy look strong. Yeah, sure. Visually, it's great. Uh, after that, LAX XL XLX XLAX. Uh, they went out and destroyed poor Trent mom Trent's mom's van, Sue, man. Sue's Sue's van. Sue's van. Up. Yeah. So that's why I don't know. I'm hoping that they lost. You see that look of frustration in Ortiz's face afterwards. Then the, they respond by being more aggressive, being more vicious. And if that translates into the ring, because before this they said they had gone on a three match winning streak, I think. XLAX. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe they need to kick things up a notch uh, in terms of the aggressiveness. And they'll really go on a winning streak. That's my yeah. hope. That's my hope. Yeah, I don't think Sue's going to be getting that apology anytime soon. No, I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure uh, XLX is winning next time around. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, after that, we had Alex Reynolds and John Silver from The Dark Order taking yeah. on uh, Matt Cardona in his in-ring debut on AEW. And Cody. Yes. And it was an all right match. I don't know. I mean, I guess one the 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 where things kind of turned the tide turned the Dark Order's favor was uh so Cody is sent towards the corner and it looks like he's trying to be too cute and slide out, but the mm-hmm. process of doing so he slams his ribs into the ring post. Mm-hmm. So it I mean the way it played to me was it wasn't that uh, the Dark Order overpowered Cody in that instance. Cody just tried to do too much and it kind of almost led to his undoing because after that, yeah, Dark Order got a ton of offense. But I, but Silver and Reynolds are a good tag team. There's a couple stretches where they're dishing out offense. That stuff they were doing was really neat. And it was all bang, 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 super fast stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, at one point, uh, Silver's kicking the heck out of Cody. He no-sells, goes for a backslide. He just eats more kicks, then hits a power slam, gets the tag to, to Matt Cardona. He goes on a run. Uh, misses a Rough Rider, although they call that what Radio Silence now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then uh, uh, Reynolds escapes that. Instead, Cardona hits with a power bomb, uh, Silver, and to break up the pin. He eats a Cody cutter. Reynolds then tosses Cody out of the ring. Uh, Dark Order hits a bunch of offense. Uh, Cardona kicks out. Cody's back in, and then he and Silver just tumble right out of the ring with that the suplex spot, where someone tries to suplex someone else out of the ring, and they both end up going out. And that's when Cardona hits radio silence on Reynolds to get the win. Highlight, though, was Scorpio Sky meeting Cody in the tunnel. 
tapping that TNT title. We're getting that next week. Yeah. That's yeah, too early. It it's is too early because I know Scorpio Sky is not going to win. He really should win that match. He really should. He'd be perfect. And I, I, dude, I still suspect that he's going to be the guy to take that off Cody. I just next week is too early. I do. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, look, Scorpio Sky has got this groundswell. He had that great promo on Dark, mm-hmm. um, talking about how why am I on Dark, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, but it's a good story for him. And I really hope that this is going to be if he loses to go to Cody, it'll be because Cody finally actually cheats to get a win mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's shown like signs here and there of either arrogance. Arn's kind of like over yeah. Cody at this point. Yeah, and so may, maybe that's the match where Cody actually cheats. And then they build that rematch to all out where Scorpio Sky will actually beat That'd be cool. uh, Cody. I think that'd be a good way to go. Yeah. Um, I think my, my main thing when I was watching that match is just it felt like a very WWE match. Oh, it, uh, yeah. That, and that was yeah. my main thing with it. I was like, oh, this is really not that great. And it's 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 OK. This is maybe not a great analogy, but like on impact on Tuesday, which, by the way, I watched live 5 p.m. co-streaming, it, which means you could see it on the on the screen that I'm on. Um, Heath Slater. Put in a match that I had not seen from him before. Certainly not in the, you know, obviously not in yeah, the yeah, WWE. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a tag match where Zack Ryder, is, sorry, Matt Cardona essentially got a hot tag, offense, offense, hit his finish. Uh, and so I'm just sort of curious how he's going to change his game up. He looks really happy, which is cool. Yeah, he, and he doesn't. Jacked. He doesn't look like his soul is being sucked out anymore. No, that's true. I mean, he said great. he said that uh, this is the first match in a year that he cared about. I think he said that in social media or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, you you, you see, uh, you know, people who leave WWE and go somewhere else. You want to see if WWE WWE has kept something uh, within mm-hmm. them. That yeah. they're finally able to get out, yeah. whether that be aspects of their characters, promo stuff, in ring work, and tonight we didn't see that from from Matt Cardona. But again, it's a tag match, uh, it's a short little bit from, so maybe there's something else there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if he's just happy to be there, that's cool. But I'm gonna need something else. I think uh, he's only signed a was like a five date deal with him so far. I think that's what I read. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. Testing the waters, I guess. So far. I mean, maybe he, he wants to stick around longer, but yeah. you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so after that, uh, the best friends see their mom, see their moms, Trent's mom's van, Sue's van. Trent has, uh, he has, this is new, FPOS rib saran wrap. He had not rib tape, but rib, rib saran wrap. Yeah, I was hoping, thinking there'd be some uh, some ice or something but unless if it was oh it might have been on his back because that's what that's what uh santana ortiz were working with his back he had some ice on his back yeah it could be so uh and then so yeah they say uh when we say yeah we're gonna beat the crap out of you when we do you're gonna apologize to my mom on speakerphone (laughs) yeah that was good yeah uh after that we had the great debate moderated by i'm back back. no he's back yeah Eric Bischoff, your favorite guy, your favorite wrestling personality, Larson. Eric Bischoff. Uh, you know, I think his influence is a bit, a bit overstated, but you know, he 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 did some good things, did a lot of bad things. <laughs> you know, I mean, you check out his podcast. Eighty-three weeks actually. In I have bad. actually listened to some of his podcasts. I listened to one that was about sold out ninety-seven. He was on there trying to justify, well, basically every idea was a good idea. 
Never mind then. <laughs> I was I sorry. I forget which one I was listening. I was oh, you know what? One I was listening to that was interesting. That he, there was nothing he could do to justify anything. It was pre NWO, so it was like bad either Great American Bash or Bash of the Beach '95, and it was like a super low moment for WCW. And he was being pretty self deprecating about it. He was saying he was like uh, we sold sixty. I think he said that the gate was like sixty thousand dollars, and he was like Conrad. I believe that you and I could stage a live show in my garage and get more money than that yeah. uh, in 2020. So, uh, so I don't well, know. I've I'll, I've listened I'll, to a little bit of it. I'll say this: what I remember about that episode, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to a good chunk of it. Is like on a, a a micro level, he he might have been somewhat critical, mm-hmm. but when it turned when it came to the overall presentation that he wanted to do, he he would always justify it in terms of that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. In a bubble, this might not have been good, but in terms of the overall package we were trying to present there, this is why we did it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, with him, it's always, I, I I try to take him, I mean, I guess it's wrestling, so it doesn't really matter, but like, I've heard from so many different places that he tends to bend the truth a bit, and that sort of is off-putting to me, but like, what I've heard on 83 Weeks, um, I have liked so far, so... I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he he tailors what he wants to to his particular narrative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the one thing, obviously, to appreciate tonight, this is probably a one-off thing, and uh, they kept his role to uh, just the the basics, a a bare minimum. He he was not there to take over the show. Um, In fact, I'll be honest with you, I think that there could have been a little bit more interaction between Jericho and Bischoff. There was that one moment where Jericho flared up and said, you know what, Bischoff, in 22 years, I've never liked you. Bischoff says, it's been 24 years and the feelings, and I know exactly how you feel about me. I thought that was a good little moment. I actually thought that given the history of Bischoff and Jericho, Bischoff and the guys, the commentary, we actually could have gotten a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, stuff there. At the same time, though, Eric Bischoff during his basically entire run in WCW and most of his run in WB kind of played the same character. And I find that character basically really grating and annoying. Um, and I'm happy, right? Like he came to the stage. He wasn't that character. He was just Eric Bischoff. He seemed pretty mild mannered. Yeah. To be honest with you. Hey, yeah. uh, plug out, plug back yeah. in. So, uh, so he comes out, Jericho looked like a million bucks in that gray suit. I do appreciate, I do appreciate <laughs> That he even brought up the gag of the uh, fancy seven thousand dollar jacket looking more and more orange on a weekly basis. Oh, it looked like it was spray painted today. This was that was hilarious. I did think that the that the first half of this was like borderline WWE cringy, but then once uh, once Orange Cassidy had his actual promo at the end of it, I really really like that final the the parting shot of it. Um, so the first question that Bischoff asked was, why do you hate each other so much? Uh, and uh, Jericho uh, uh, first says, uh, Orange, why didn't you dress for the occasion? Look at you. You're wearing a dirty denim jacket. So Orange very, uh, very casually takes out a clip mm-hmm. on tie and puts it on. And then, of course, Jericho just goes uh, on a shit talking rampage about Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy has no response. No response. Next question. Who's the better wrestler? Jericho uh, tells Eric, don't be an idiot. I'm Le Champion. I'm Demo God. I've held, I think he said 15 or 50. I, can, I didn't catch that. Titles around the world. Uh, Orange hasn't been out of Florida. Uh, calls Orange Cassidy a nerd. Says he makes him sick. Again, no response from Cassidy. 
Then Eric Bischoff asks about climate change, and Jericho uh, says, this is stupid, it has nothing to do with anything. And then Orange Cassidy does kind of a, 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 a old, that movie was called Old School, right? The one with uh, Will Ferrell, where yeah. he has that debate. And he just like spews off a bunch of stuff. And so uh, Orange Cassidy, instead of no selling the question, gets on the mic and uh, and says this whole long thing about climate change yeah. and how bad it yeah. is. And it's a global pro- uh, global yeah. problem. So, yeah. Bischoff was must very be, impressed by that. Sorry, it must be 50 t- uh, championships for Jericho. 5-0. That sounds right. That sounds yeah, more accurate 15 than 15. Sound right. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Um, and then uh, the last question is, oh, no, the, the fourth question is, why is Orange Cassidy so popular? And uh, Jericho goes off on the concept of smart marks, indie wrestlers, uh, says when this is all said and done, he's basically you've reached your ceiling. You're going to go back to being working at Jamba Juice. And Jericho, I'm, he says, I'm not going to tip you when you give me my blue, whatever, blueberry, whatever. Blueberry thing. smoothie with extra protein and pumpkin seeds, I believe. <laughs> there you go. He calls, he calls Cassidy a pimple on the ass of pro wrestling. He says, next week, I'm going to pop you. Mm-hmm. And, and then the final question $7,000 and the final question was why does this rematch mean so much to the both of you and Jericho started to talk and then Orange Cassidy interrupted him and just said shut up he said Chris shut up he said you know I know what you're doing here you scheduled a debate with a guy who doesn't talk I know what you're doing you're trying to embarrass me but I don't care about that he says I do care about this match coming up because it is the biggest match of my life but this is also the biggest match of your life because what if Chris Jericho loses to the guy who puts his hands in his pockets? And he's like super intense in this thing. And he says, look at me. Look at the man who's going to embarrass you next week. Um, and then uh, it gets physical. Jericho sends, uh, uh, what's his face? JK oh, not or... before Bischoff declares that Orange is the winner of the Oh, yes. Debate. That's right. Jericho's like, what are you talking about? There's no winner here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, uh, Hager attacks uh, Cassidy, sends him down to the ground. They both uh, stomp him, and uh, he's left lying. Jericho hits the Judas effect. Yeah, the Judas. Best effect. friends run out like way too late to try and make the save. Yeah, right. Uh, after that, we had a Britt Baker interview. Uh, she says, "Who? Excuse me, Swole has to face to get her match against Britt, and it is Reba. It's Rebel. Rebel. Reba. And and Reba's all shot. What? Me? She's pleading with Britt." Britt says, no, get in the ring. So that match happens right now. Um, and so they mentioned that Rebel uh, has wrestled, but hasn't been an active competitor in some time. Um, uh, Swole has the early advantage. She's talking crap to Britt. Uh, that allows Reba an opportunity to get some moves off, toss suplex, spin kick, slams Swole's face in the mat a bunch, goes up top, uh, can't quite get her balanced, so she steps down the second rope, goes for a moonsault, misses. Swole hits her with Dirty Dancing. The discus forearm to get the win. I appreciated that they actually had a pretty good. This is a really short match, but it was a really good balance. Number one of Reba being super rusty uh, and uh, and sort of not exactly knowing what she's doing, but still knowing enough to get the early advantage on Big Swole. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like some you know? aspects of of it just muscle memory. I'll come back to you. You know. Yeah, yeah. I thought she, it was. A, it's a good performance in terms of looking like somebody who hasn't done this in a really long time, but like. But it was just a little bit more awkward than that. I don't know. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, good, too. After that, we had... We got uh, next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we got Cody versus Scorpio Sky next week for that TNT title. This is too soon, but man, come on, Scorpio Sky. 
uh, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. I think they said it was for the tag titles, maybe not. Uh, Page and Omega versus Jurassic Express. He also got Uno and Grayson against the Young Bucks. And it's also Tag Team Appreciation Night. So Arn, Tully, and the Rock and Roll Express are going to be in the house. You know, one thing they really need to do next week, they probably should have done this week. Well, no, they can wait till next week. They got to show that Scorpio Sky promo. They yeah. have to. Because him coming out and tapping the title, if you don't watch Dark, like me, but I keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if, I don't know, 200,000 people watch Dark and uh, 700,000s watching Dynamite, it's a good chunk of people who might not know that Scorpio Sky yeah. has been holding it down on Dark, might not know his motivations. So when he comes out next week, they or, you know, obviously he's going to have a match next week preceding yeah, that, yeah, they yeah. should really show that promo. Uh, yeah. This was my favorite John Moxley match of the year. It's probably my second favorite match of his. I actually don't really remember much of his match with Jericho, but I remember his match with uh, Kenny Omega, the death match. That's my really favorite. Good. That's like my one of my favorite AEW matches ever. It's like so insane. Oh, so much fun. This was such a great story, and it was bloody. It wasn't too long. It never meandered. It never just milled about. Every little beat about this match was uh, purposeful, was uh, a, a story being told. Darby Allen, in my mind, dude, this dude, is he's great. He can do no wrong. I really love yeah. him. Yeah, man. He's got all the star power, man. Uh, so Darby comes down the ring. He's wearing one of his uh, paper cutout masks, this one of Mox. Uh, Mox gets the ring, rips it off. Darby slaps him, and then Mox just decks him with a huge right hand, drops mm-hmm. Darby. Yeah. So he's in control for a bit until Darby hits the springboard arm drag drop kick. He sends Mox out to the stage, hits like a low suicide dive on him because Mox is still getting up. They're brawling on the stage, and then Mox chucks him off the stage into the ring post. Mm-hmm. Like the body control required for some of the, half the stuff Darby does is insane. Oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So Mox has Darby in a chin lock, and Darby's throwing up double middle fingers at him. Uh, Mox hits him with an X-plex, and he's yelling at him throughout this match. When I tell you to stay down, it's time to stay down. Mm-hmm. You know, more or less pleading with him. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie. And we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. To not push Mox to the point where he, where Mox feels like he really has to hurt Darby to get the win. Yeah. 
Um, so Darby pulls uh, Mox into the top rope, tackles him out of the ring, uh, hits some ground and pound on the floor, falls with another huge suicide dive, drop kick in the ring, uh, and then uh, puts Mox's hands on top of the ring post and stomps on it. Mox falls to the floor. Darby hits him with a somersault sent on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back of the ring, he's going for a springboard coffin drop. Mox catches him, goes for a German suplex. Darby lands on his feet, hits Mox with a code red. Almost got the three. Just yeah, hold on. I, I stand corrected. Somebody here in chat mentioned that Dark it gets like 400,000 views. That's totally true. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. That's pretty good. That's really good. It did well, that well. Uh, so Darby goes up top. Mox clubs him, hits the German suplex off the second rope, and this brings down Wardlow to ringside, so he's arguing with the ref about something, distracting him. MJF gets the ring with the AEW title, clubs Mox with it. So Darby gets up, slowly, takes him a bit, goes up top, hits a coffin drop, Mox kicks out at two, camera goes a close-up of Mox, blood running down his face. Uh, Darby goes on a sustained run, hits a stunner, back elbow, goes back up top, goes for another coffin drop, Falls right into a rear naked choke from Mox. Uh, Darby doesn't pass out, doesn't tap. He fights his way up, uh, sticks his thumbs in Mox's eyes. Mox won't release the hold. But then, taking a page from the greatest combat athlete of all time, Minoru Suzuki, gotch pile driver, following a sleeper. Darby kicks out, though. Mm-hmm. Burying Suzuki's finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so Mox is beside himself. He goes to the corner. It looks like says a prayer to himself, mm-hmm. um, asking for forgiveness, what he has to do next, which is just hit a paradigm shift. He does that to everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, gets the win with that. And then he, he more or less cradles Darby in his arms as the like show goes off Like a little baby, yeah. And we get Blood a quick shot of MJF backstage. He's upset that uh, Mox won. Uh, Darby didn't pull out the win. Yeah, yeah. I really like this match, man. I thought it was pretty great. It'd be kind of interesting to see if they do a more formal uh, mentorship with Mox and Darby Allen, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, they have to make it a huge thing. Yeah. Just like Mox is, is you know, every once in a while. You know how Taz would step up to Darby and like, hey, let me help you with a few things? Mm-hmm. And Darby would never listen to him. Maybe Darby isn't necessarily receptive to Mox, but he won't necessarily blow him off. And just subtly and week by week, month by month, you know, just start incorporating some of the things that Mox is, is telling about. I don't know. It could be interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like Darby just to like just to say, shut up, Boomer. Leave me alone. And he's like, I'm not even Gen X. I'm says, like a millennial. <laughs> did, you, did you ever wrestle for Evolve? <laughs> yeah. You could tell Evolve to go F themselves. <laughs> I, I just want to see more disgruntled Darby out. I know. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's answer some questions. I got a thread up here on the Patreon. Sure, I'll be on the Twitch then, yeah. Sounds good. Thomas Uh, Dunnigan. AEW is clearly wanting to build Orange Cassidy into a star. Do you see him holding a title in 2021? Yeah, maybe. He might get that TNT title. I mean, I appreciate, and and you could could maybe quibble with the means by which they do this, but it feels like AEW is really dedicated to wrestlers, even when they lose, for the most part, they try to establish them as somewhat legitimate. We saw that with uh, Silver and Rebels tonight. Um, Even though they lost the match, they put forth a good good showing. We saw this with Alan Angels against Kenny Omega. Uh, We don't get a whole lot of full-on squash matches in AEW. Um, they seem to really be focused on building, trying to build everybody up. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate. I appreciate that. Uh, Wally Weir 
Can't wait for your appearance on Quizlemania. Any research on the horizon? I don't know. We'll see. Ah, oh, you got to study. Yes, I am for sure. I'm coming prepared. We'll the rain trigger. If you were to start a new faction in AEW, what would you have? And or, I'm sorry, who would you have? And what would be the name? A faction? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, anybody who's already in a faction, they can't be in our faction. Okay, I would call mine the Dark Odor, and it'd be all wrestlers who look like they smell bad, like the Butcher, and right. Abaddon, right. and uh, Chris Jericho when he's wearing the jacket. Okay, he's in my. Oh, well, he can't because he's inner circle. He's in a faction already. already yeah. yeah. Uh, and there'd also be. Do you consider Hangman to be in a faction? He's well, not. Technically, he's a member of the elite. Still. Uh, it's not really. They're not really a faction. They're kind of on the outs, but technically he is. He does help them. He's not. He does help them. He's not in a faction. They're just friends. So I'm going to have Hangman. because totally in a faction. He's, you just said technically, and they're on the verge. So don't say he's totally. So no, I'm taking Hangman. It's my faction. He smells like booze. And that's disgusting. Uh, well, I mean, it depends if it's how, how long it's been out. It's dried to someone's clothing. Yes, it's on his breath. That's not. That's never good. That's dude. No, that's never good. Uh, and uh, let's see who else probably smells bad. Brody Lee looks like he might smell bad. Or in a faction, man. He's leading a faction. Oh, he's leading. Yeah, he's leading the the dark order. This is the dark odor. Oh, Luther. Luther totally smells. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he smells. Um, uh, and then finally, Q T Marshall. All right. Would you consider Death Triangle a thing anymore? Yes, of course I would. They're an act. They're actually a faction. Well, I mean, like, so you, you know, can't Pac, use any of them. Pac hasn't been around. Nope. So I don't know. And and Lucha Brothers been kind of hanging around with Butcher and the Blade. I don't know if they were. Pac a thing hasn't been around because of coronavirus travel yes, restrictions. Yes, I know exactly man. why he hasn't been around. I don't know if they they were kind of forced to to shelve that particular faction for the time being. And they said, all right, well, we'll move on to something else. All right, fine. I can't have Lucha Brothers. Fine. Can't have Pac. Ugh. Can't have Lucha Brothers. Is SCU a faction? Oh, that's a good one. Arn smells like waffles. I'm getting Arn too. Uh, oh man, waffles can smell delicious though. Yeah, but on Arn. <laughs> so I want to, I want to, I want to create top-notch super team, uh, the top faction for fun wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna be all former WWE guys. Oh wow! So give me Cardona. Okay. FTR. Wow. And who else is a WWE guy who's not in a faction? Would you consider Cody in a faction? Again, technically, he's a member the of the elite. The elite's not really a faction, though, is it? Well, they are. They are in terms of Kenny and the Young Bucks. They're Mox. the elite. Mox. Everybody's saying Mox. Oh, yeah, Mox. Mox. There you go. Top-notch super team. Mox, Cardona, FTR. That's a good faction right there. Well, if you lose Jack Cardona, Solomon. if you lose Cardona and FTR, it's a great faction. So it's just Mox. It's just Mox. Dog authority figure. Who's got the best and worst gear in AEW? The worst gear, in my opinion, is Brody Lee. Gray doesn't work well on him, and it's a, yeah. weird, it's a weird look. Yeah. Yeah. The best, in my opinion, is Darby Allen. That kid looks like a million bucks. Yeah, he looks. his whole packaging is great. Terrific. Can't really argue with that. Can't really argue with that. 
uh, over here in Twitch. By the way, we got a lot of great sandwich suggestions in here. Chicharron with fried sweet potato chips. Well, don't with read those. I'm just going to get good. hungry. Come on, I know, man. I know. Uh, one novice says you guys need a catchphrase for Quizzlemania. So, of course, uh, the Russell Talk guys jam that jam, right? Yes. Right. And then uh, Sean Ross Sapp, I believe, is F that F. Oh, wow. Okay. Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what he came up with? Yeah, yeah. I think I heard that today. So we need to come. What about Zane and crew? Do they have a phrase? Don't know. Uh, shit that shit. Ass to ass. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Ass to ass. There we go. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I know you said those sandwich questions, but uh, Cyfixia says, when I worked at D'Angelo's over in the Northeast, I made a sandwich called the Meat Explosion. It had steak, pastrami, Italian meats, bacon, pickles, and melted Swiss. Amazing. That sounds amazing. That sounds so good. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, Patrick Oliva says, I feel like Cardona as a wrestler as a wrestler is better suited for impact. <laughs> I think he's better suited for WWE. Yeah, he is like really a WWE guy. He's the most WWE guy there is. Nemo says, with Trent sporting saran wrap rib tape, I have to ask what other household items could you use for rib tape? Saran wrap's a really good one. Um Aluminum, uh, aluminum foil, foil. Just, yeah. if there's enough of it yeah but yeah. you need a just lot a whole, to... whole roll yeah mm-hmm. yeah wax paper wouldn't work Mm-mm. no it's just um, yeah it's like duct masking tape, tape. Masking haven't, tape. We, haven't we seen duct tape before maybe Didn't somebody do like a duct tape fpos rib tape maybe 20 20 rolls of scotch tape there you go uh, oh dog you guys mentioned arrogance in wrestling when talking about cody just makes me think of rick the model martell uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good question for Hugh Long Heavy. Why isn't any of the deadly draw on Tag Team Appreciation Week? It's a good question. Because AEW doesn't like women. <laughs> Tony Khan's backstage. It's all eat wrestling, not all eat women. Oh, gosh. That's a joke. It's a joke because it's a standard criticism of AEW. Relax, everybody. Uh, Jordan Snipes, out of the two viable contenders being presented for the TNT Championship, so should Scorpio Sky or Matt Cordona be the one to beat Cody, or should Cody continue his It should be Scorpio Sky. should be Scorpio Sky. Matt Cordona hasn't, in two weeks, he hasn't dropped a promo. No idea why he's there. No idea why he's, I mean, we know the, they've said his you know, good friend is Cody. Gonna need a little bit more than that, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, especially there's a real story. Maybe he's only there for like five appearances. We don't need more. Can I ask? Let me ask you this. Hmm. Are you surprised, because I am, that Matt Cardona's t-shirt was the number one seller on Pro Wrestling Tees? No. That doesn't... He's always had like a really loyal following. Yeah, I guess he has, huh? From that... Since Since 2010. The Long Islands. Yeah, but those people are still around. Kind of surprises me a little bit, but I guess you're right. He did the whole internet thing. Oh, he's, he and he's got the toy thing. He's got the toy podcast, the toy thing. too. I think he still has a lot of goodwill, because I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, he, he got himself over. WB recognized that for a bit and decided, oh, we, we don't want to push you because we didn't create you, essentially. And I think he's got a lot of goodwill because of that. Yeah, that's a good point. His podcast is pretty popular, too. All right. All it right. is. It is. All right. Question Jorge, solved, then. Jorge D., 
Sheeta wasn't on today's show. She has no storyline, hasn't defended the belt in a while, despite the open challenge. Yeah, no one has really answered the open challenge. <laughs> she hasn't really been in a position where anybody could answer it. It's called uh, All Elite Wrestling, Kenny. Stop. Uh, <laughs> she also gets no vignettes. Why is it hard for AEW to give Sheeta anything? Dude, why is the only person, the only woman who has an action figure, Brandy Rhodes? She don't even really wrestle that much. <laughs> what the heck, dude? Where's my Britt Baker figure? Yeah, I know. Uh, Fear and Loathe and Larson, when you're playing the Newlywood game on Quizzlemania uh, and they ask you Steve's press achievement, don't forget it's bowling a 300 in Arizona. That's not where it was. Well, it wasn't in Arizona. It, it was at 12-pin to Lancaster, right? Is that where 12, it was? 12. It was a 10-pin. They called it 10-pin, which is a weird name. I think they ended up changing it, but then they... Uh, no, it was 12. You're right. It was 12-pin because there were 10-pins. That was why it was weird. Yeah, it was 12-pin in, in like Lancaster or Palmdale or whatever. Uh, I got my story. I don't even want my story straight. When you I don't want to come You know last. my memories bad. Look at that guy. Bang. Do you, ass do you know to they, ass. Do you know they changed the name of the of the, of the place to? Uh, no, they tore it down. I checked. I checked last week. They tore the damn place well, you, down. You just told me. You just told me they 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 renamed it. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. It was like twenty years ago, dude. Internet. You know, there's a, there's then. there's is it twelve pins or twelve pin? Uh, I think it was twelve pin. All right. Uh, according to Google, there's there's no no twelve pin bowling alley anywhere in in America. Yeah, I know it's not there anymore. But even if there, if there had been, you'd think there'd be some record of it somewhere. Not there. really. The internet is really the big on just keeping the latest stuff around. That's actually true. I've tried to look for stuff on based on my comic book like career, and I yeah. put that I use quotation marks there, and it's like all it's like it's all buried. I had articles yeah. written about my shit that I wanted to look at, and it's all just buried. So yeah, it dude, it it just disappears. But pff, look at that you see that have you seen that yet? Yeah, you show it to me. Looks pretty cool, huh? So there you go. Uh, Sean O'Callaghan has one last question here on the Patreon. What kind of car should Trent's mom get? Um, like a Hummer. A Jeep Wrangler. That's what you want to get. Yeah, I know. That's the car on my mind. I have like a I have like a little bit yet less than a year to figure it out. Oh yeah. When summer turns eighteen, I'm going to be giving her my car, and I'm going to have to be in the market for a new one. Uh, White Brian ninety two says Quizzlemania twenty four hour study stream. Ooh, no, I'd rather do a Rocket League twenty four hour. I could yeah. play Rocket League for twenty four hours. Uh, I might be able to flats. Matt Cardona feels just like a guy. Is that a bad thing? Good luck at Quizzlemania. He hasn't said anything. Yeah. Talk. Um, well, that's an interesting question. Jonathan, in honor of the upcoming Quizzlemania, what would you consider your personal and partner strengths topic in relation to wrestling? This is That's a good question, because now after hearing this, maybe there's specific areas that each of us can kind of study up on and improve on. Ugh. Okay. Uh, this isn't just research everything. This is, hey, here's your strengths. Here's your weaknesses. The targeted. Here's what's to work on. <sighs> Fuck, man. I don't know. I'm probably. I'm trying to think within the context of Quizzlemania as well. 
Well, you're the better artist. You're a better drawer than I am. So That didn't help me last stuff. time, though. That Kurt Angle, I really overthought that one. I actually need to practice on that because it's like, yeah, I can draw Kurt Angle, you know, uh, drink a uh, spray and milk on Vince McMahon. But how do I do it in 30 seconds to get the point across? Yep. I have to think. I mean, in that respect, uh, uh, a pin, loser draw, when we were doing that, kind of helped me a little bit. There you go. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You're good with just like ra- remembering raw shit that you probably shouldn't. Um, so I-, I hope that'll you know help. I feel like a lot of the information just yeah. Gets pushed out that's why, like, day. when I studied last time, that's why how I got third place because I mean it helped a little bit, anyways. Yeah, I got to look at the last couple episodes and see if I can determine where Blompier is going with some of this stuff. But, you know, with it being kind of a, a, a tag team themed episode, that could change it all up. You're right, but still, sound strategy. Got to start somewhere. All right, you do that. I'll think about researching. White Brain 92. Larson is AEW and Steve is WB. Uh, book your five cro- crossover matches with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Uh, I will. Oh, pff. John Cena versus uh, 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 Tanahashi. Yeah. Randy Orton versus uh, Kazuchika Okada. That could be great. Uh, I need a tag team bout. The New Day versus the Gorillas of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, the Ticking Time Bomb. Versus, uh, we've seen that before. Versus, uh, Mustafa Ali. And then, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. Daniel Bryan, Joe or I said this. Daniel Bryan versus Zack Sabre Jr. That's good. That's good. Um, I'm in the position where a lot of the, Potential uh, dream matches between AEW and New Japan we have seen before. We've seen Kenny against basically everybody. We've seen the Young Bucks against basically everybody. Um, so uh, I'm limited in that respect. So I got like Mox versus Okada, which it could be a good match. It could not. But there's a lot of star power associated there. So wow. sure, why not? Wow. What, dude, come on. Darby Allen. Darby Allen versus... Versus Tick and Time Bomb. Yeah, Whoa. I got that. That's the next one I've written down here. Well, that's classic. So calm down. Don't yell um, FTR uh, versus Gorilla's Destiny. What about Sho and Yo? Um, <laughs> XLX against uh, uh, Rapongi. Wait a second. Mox hasn't fought. Su- Wait, has Mox fought Suzuki yet? Yeah, yeah. He did? Yeah. Oh, man. I got to go back. Earlier this that. year. Oh, wow. I don't remember I don't anything. It feels like an eternity ago. I don't remember really anything does. pre-pandemic, I'll be honest with you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Darby Allen versus 205 Okada. <laughs> stop saying everybody stop saying evil, okay? Nobody stop saying evil. So Suzuki like versus Eddie Kingston. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. Mikey Omega says uh, first Undertaker Shane and now this. Yeah, that completely slipped my mind. I don't did I wait, hold on a second. Did I watch Mox versus Suzuki? Was that something we watched together? No. Where did that happen in the G1? No, it was early this year. I think it was probably a new beginning. Oh, wow. Well, Supposed to be good? New beginning. Yeah, was it good? Uh, Rob Zerr really liked it. 
Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah, Rob Zerber. Did you watch it? I haven't seen the whole thing. No. <laughs> Dang MQ, if the TNT title open challenge returns, which indie wrestlers do you want to see challenge Cody? Uh, Dang MQ says RJ City, Nick Gage, and Effie. Had he not signed with the Ring of Honor, uh, Dan Housen as well. I don't all want all good options, all good ideas. I don't want that title defended outside AEW anymore. I don't. I thought Why? I because there's AEW has too many people. That's why. Even like I'd rather see the jobbers on Dark get chances at that because they're in AEW. I I'll be honest with you. Like I just wasn't impressed with that Warhorse match. I was like, why did they do this? Like I know that he has a huge internet following. Did nothing for me. I thought that could, that match could have gone to any number of the guys that they have signed, that could have helped them a lot more. I just don't want to Gareth, see it anymore. Gareth Nicholas, if AEW was a sandwich, what type of sandwich would it be? If who was AEW was a sandwich? Yeah. Uh, I know it's not a common one. In fact, I only know one place that has it. It's in Folsom. It's called the Dobby. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's like the perfect sandwich. Yeah. Any little bit is off. It kind of throws things out of whack in its in totality. So I'll say that. What's a sandwich that's like a really great throwback sandwich? Because AW just always feels like very throwback to me. Um, French dip. Um, but with like yeah, a good French dip. Like a good, like, fr- a, like a loaded French dip with like, like caramelized onions. Like a Dagwood sandwich, you don't really see a lot anymore, but, you know, that used to be a pretty uh, common thing. There you go. Oh, yeah, BLT. That's good. Because, like, I usually like a BLT, but sometimes a BLT could be crap, too. Mikey Omega uh, with 100 Bits here says, you have to remove, you each have to remove one of the other's limbs. Which limb and how? So, which arm or leg? Well, I'm going to let you keep both your arms. Thank you. Let's take like one of your, like your left leg. All right. You're right. You're you're right-handed, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll take your left leg. That's good. I can still that. drive then. I can still drive. What a dark question that is. Yeah, I wouldn't take your hands either because then you you make drawing hard for you. I have to take one. I'll take your left leg too. It'd make your life much worse too because like I I couldn't edit with like a stub. Yeah, I couldn't uh, play guitar at all. That'd be I'm sure, I could learn. Um, Blood Wraith. Book a story arc where an insurance adjuster for AEW gets more and more frustrated every time talent destroys something at Daly's place. Well, there's that, and then there's all the bloodshed that seemingly happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would really be kind of like part uh, insurance guy, standards and practices, a TNT type thing. Uh, it's like a right to censor group comes in. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, not only is there too much bloodshed, all this cussing, there's all this destruction that's happening. Uh, we got to, we got to, instead of those barricades, they're recovered in bubble wrap now. Um, you can't go beyond the barricades whatsoever. Uh, anything else gets destroyed, you're kicked out of Daly's place. And so it's uh, AEW as a company fighting to stay on air. And people are, you know, they get so uh, hyped up, missed fighting, they don't think about these things. So like Tony Khan has come out, like, hey, don't do that. We're getting kicked out of here. We got no show. It's not called. AEW. <laughs> it's called All Elite Wrestling. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a news brief and our NXT review at Correct. noon Pacific. 
right here on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.